RMA would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Dharawal people. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to other Aboriginal people listening today. The, like, the beautiful surroundings that you can run in every day. I have to pinch myself often as I'm coming back down the hill and you can just see these sort of the, the hills stretching out in front of us and Mount Knobles in the distance and yeah, it's really beautiful. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you loved our last episode with our Myla Mums. What a great episode that was. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I encourage you to go back and have a listen. Um, I hope it helped you set some lofty goals for yourself for your running journey this year. Today, I have a different type of episode planned for you. It's with an amazing woman, Emma Gray, who hails from country New South Wales. I wanted to talk to Emma about what it's like to live and train in the country instead of the city. Um, So many of our women come from all over Australia and all facets of life. And I think that RMA was made specifically for women just like Emma. Because living in the country, it can be quite isolating, I guess. You know, we're not right next door to somebody like we are in the city. Um, Yet Emma's found her place amongst RMA when she stumbled upon it um, by another RMA member who happened to tell her about us at Parkrun a few years ago. She found running during lockdown, actually, and it was during this time that she found something that actually got her out of the house and connected to her best self. Um, And she has come a long way. She's gone from running, I guess, around her property and running parkrun to podiuming at some major events in Australia, such as, you know, she's done the, just recently, the Bondi to Manly 80 kilometers, where she was first female in a time of seven hours and 43 minutes. She just ran Tarawera, um, 102 kilometers um, and she was 19th female. She's run Great Ocean Road 44Ks and she's run the Glowworm Tunnel Half Marathon where she was 7th female. She's been coached since late 2021 by our own Jenny Morris and she's just coming in leaps and bounds. Another one of her great events is that she was the second female in the 50K at Stromlo Ultramarathon in 2022, which wasn't long after she really started running. So I really wanted to bring this conversation to you, not because of how talented Emma is as a runner, but she's just so humble and just so beautiful in her nature. And maybe that's because she comes from the country and so many women are just like that. You'll hear from this episode that she isn't uh, Australian born. You know, she hails from the UK, um, but she has fit straight into country living in Australia. And we talk about the challenges um, of living in a country um, environment in terms of competing and racing and training. But we also talk about the great benefits of what it's like to raise our families in a rural setting. So I hope you love this episode as much as I did and let me introduce you to Emma Gray. Before we begin, a message from this week's sponsor, Physiocram Massage Gel. Physiocram has been helping Running Mums Australia to achieve their running goals for years now and ease those post-training muscular aches and pains. Hurting sucks and Physiocram has our back. 
To get your own PhysioCram, head to www.physiocram.com.au. Don't forget, if you're a member of the member program, you can get 20% off with your member code. You can also find PhysioCram at your local pharmacy. Hi, Emma. Welcome to the RMA podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you on. I think we were talking about this oh over a month ago now before yeah, you went to Tarawera. Um, Seems like a long time ago. It was, it was. <laughs> and um, sorry for my tardiness in <laughs> getting this podcast oh. aired. <laughs> but fair. here we are and there's yeah. a lot to talk about today, um, particularly about your journey and the podcast is all about women in our network and some other people as well, a sprinkling of other people um, that I like to bring on. But I really like to showcase the women that make up RMA and all of their incredible stories um, because we all have such varied backgrounds, places we've been, what we've learnt, where we live, um, how we train and how we juggle all that with motherhood, which unites us all. So welcome. I'm excited to have you. Um, Thank you. (laughs) so before we kind of delve right into your story um do you want to just tell the listeners um where you live um and a little bit about yourself yeah so we live on a property um our closest town is a place called Manjurama which is sort of in between Orange and Cowra out in the central west and lots of runners We'll, well, we'll sort of know the area because the next town along from us is Karkor, which does the Karkor Cup. Um, yeah, so people people know the area. Um, and I am a mom. I've got three kids and um, I work for a pharmaceutical company. And yeah, life's busy. And I run as well. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. do you work full time at the moment? No, I work part-time, so I just do 26 hours a week, which fits in quite well with the kids' mm. school and getting to and from the bus and that sort of thing. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I think my mornings are hard, but I can only imagine yours are a little harder in terms of living rural and having to travel <laughs> uh, to get kids to school. Not just as easy as saying, just walk up the road um, to school. Um, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, um, we have to. We have to leave the house at half past seven to get to the bus, which then takes them the rest of the way to school. So, oh, uh, yeah, wow, early starts. Yes, I'll have to get my daughter to listen to this. <laughs> She's like rolling out of bed at half past seven. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Well, I mean, this is why I wanted to have you on, is because I really wanted to talk about um, what it was like or what it is like, I should say, for you to live in a rural town. Um, You know, so many people I've had on, pretty much predominantly all the people I've had on the podcast are probably from the city. And I think it's so vastly different living out in the country. Um, I've run in places like Karkor, actually numerous times I've run that race. I loved it. One of my most favourite races on earth is the Karkor Cup. Um, And I would go back every year if I could uh, run the Karkor Cup. And the reason is because it's just made up of the most amazing people and yeah. the most beautiful landscapes. Um, I have a sister who lives in Dubbo. So although a rural town, a pretty much a regional centre now, I would call it a small mm-hmm. city almost. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, we travel through a lot of regional rural towns to get to there. And I just think it's um it's the heart of our country, I guess, is all of these rural towns that make up Australia. So it's exciting to have yeah. so many RMA that come from all over the place and everybody has a story. But this is not where you started. So no. you want to tell people like where, because you have a bit of an accent, people will hear yeah. So where are you actually from originally and how did you get here? <laughs> so I, as you can probably tell, grew up in the UK um, and the reason that we moved to Australia is because my husband is half Australian. He actually grew up in the UK as well, but um, because his mum has family over here, we he was always coming over to visit and um, have holidays over here, and he loved it and loved the space and the um, the beautiful countryside that there is here. And I also travelled in Australia when I was eighteen, between leaving school and going to university. I loved this as well and um yeah when he suggested that he'd like to to try moving out here I said sure let's mm-hmm. let's do it and um yeah so we moved out here must have been 12 years ago now getting on for 12 years so we've been here a while um and we actually moved to a property that was not far from Dubbo when we first moved here a tiny place called Cooler mm-hmm. which is sort of between Dubbo and um, Mudgee and that was that was quite a shock it was quite remote we were probably an hour and a half away from Mudgee and um, about 40 minutes away from the nearest town and um, it was a bit of a bit of a culture shock for me but we um, we settled in and ended up spending eight years there before moving to where we are now so yeah and it's beautiful I love it oh yeah I mean I even love Mudgee I've probably driven through there and not realised maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, there's just something beautiful about living in a country town and the community, I guess, is so tight-knit and everybody seems to know each other. And, you know, do you find that where you live or is your town, like how many people are actually in your town where you live? Oh, I don't know how many people would live in Manjurima. We don't actually spend much time in Manjurima because our kids... um, so we're sort of between Manjurima and Canoundra, mm-hmm. and the kids go to school in Canoundra and they do most of their sport in Canoundra with Canoundra teams. So um, we sort of base, well, our lives are based around Canoundra more mm-hmm. more so than Manjurima. Um, so, yeah, but it's I, I think all small country towns here just have that beautiful community. I've found it everywhere I've gone. And, you know, the kids can, can walk down the street and, you know, if they're mucking about, someone will, you know, <laughs> let you know and yeah you know they're always going to be safe and looked after and um yeah it's really beautiful Mm -hmm. so do you work like with your um, company you work for is that like remote like remote working or are you on the ground yeah um so I work from home and then um probably about every three months I go to the office which is based in Maitland so it's a bit of a bit of a way away but it's nice. It's a little a little mini break to go away for work. <laughs> yeah, and that's on the it. coast. Yeah. So you get the country yeah, and the coast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I stay there for a few days, which is nice. Get a break. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. I love it. Well, I love that, you know, we've got a little bit of background of where you came from and how you got here. Um, yeah. I guess the UK weather 
you know, would have been vastly different to where you are now in the hot, dry Central West. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then freezing cold winter as well um, out yeah. your way. Uh, does it snow there? Uh, it snows in orange. We've had snow there. And we've had snowfall here, but it's never really settled. Mm. Um, yeah, we're not quite as extreme as orange in terms mm. of temperature, but it's it does get cold. Yeah. And our house is not built for extremes of temperature. So it's either really hot in the summer with one one aircon unit in the sitting room or it's freezing cold in the winter and we've just got a big open fire and then a, a, another fire in the kitchen that's our heating so yeah, yeah. typical Lots Australian houses <laughs> yeah <laughs> not built for our like climate at all <laughs> but anyway uh, I have that's a running joke I have with my friend uh, Juliana who's been on this podcast because she's from Europe and she just can't cope with our winter here and she can't yeah. cope with our summer here <laughs> Because our houses are hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your running journey and yeah. like when you started running. So, have you always been a runner? No, I haven't always been a runner. I've actually come to running quite recently. Mm-hmm. Um, at school, I was quite sporty, but more so team sports. So I did hockey, lacrosse, netball, rounders, a little bit of swimming. Um, but I'm, I'm not a very good swimmer. Um, but I can't even really remember running being an option of something to do at school. I can remember we'd, we'd have a, an athletics carnival once a year and we'd have cross country once a year, um, mm. which you you just get thrown into. Um, and I guess I did quite like the um, the longer distance sort of um, events at, at the athletics carnival and stuff. Mm. But other than that, I did no running at all. Mm. And, um then when I left school, I got far more into partying and having a good time than doing any sort of exercise. So stopped Comment. doing sports entirely. Yeah. Um, I did. I actually did take up running again just before um, I got married, purely because I wanted to be in good shape for my wedding. And I hated it. And I stopped as soon as we were married. And um, <laughs> yeah, that was it. And then we moved to Australia and um, I very quickly got pregnant and then, you know, it was having babies breastfeeding that sort of thing so exercise was the last thing on my mind mm. um and i i started running actually i think it was during lockdown right. um so i found lockdown quite difficult mm. um because we just we just moved here to the, our, our new place um mm. out here and so i didn't really know anybody and i was working from home and very lucky to be able to keep working but then we also had the kids at home being homeschooled and I wanted to you know I didn't want to let my work slip and I didn't want to let their schooling slip and I was just completely overwhelmed and probably quite burnt out and Harry would get up and go to work in the mornings and be able to just go and do that and I was very resentful that you know the the kids schooling seemed to have fallen entirely on my shoulders um Mm. so yeah I I I probably dealt with this in quite a bad way and would just collapse at the end of the day once the kids were in bed with a big glass of wine and watch rubbish on the tv or scroll on my phone um and then I'd wake up tired having not slept enough and do do the same thing again Mm. um so two things happened during lockdown that sort of led me towards running. The first was that I realised that drinking alcohol was not a good thing for me. 
so I stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second was that a good friend of mine, um, who's probably, you know, she's probably far more self-aware than I am, was she realized lockdown was going to be really hard on everyone. And she decided that to get through it, she would um, each weekend go and do a leg of the Great North Walk. And she said to me, why don't you come and join me for a weekend? Which I did. And it was a long way to go. Um, But I just loved it. It was such an adventure. And um, I felt good that we'd done some exercise. I could not walk afterwards. I was so stiff. Um, and it oh, was a, it was a great, walk is, that's hard. Yeah, we only did two. Like we did two legs of it. It was probably twenty kilometers in total that we walked. But um, yeah, and I just loved being out in nature as well. And I also, it was really good for me to get away from from my family for a bit, which sounds terrible. No, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we um, all get it here. We all yeah. get it. Um, so that was sort of a light bulb moment. I thought, oh my God, exercise actually makes me feel really good. Um, I downloaded, uh, I think it's called the Nike Training Club or something yeah. app, which is amazing. It's all free. And I, you can do these programs, these training programs with them, which are like, they've got workouts, but then they've also, there's an option to include running. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that and I go for a couple of runs a week, maybe. And um I loved seeing the progress in my running and it, I was awful, you know, I was maybe doing two or three kilometers <laughs> at a really slow place. Um, but yeah, I really, I, I started to really enjoy it and I, I enjoyed, you know, having a, having a break and getting away and being able to think about things. Um, mm-hmm. And then in 2021, I decided it would be my new year's resolution to try and go to park run. So I went to park run and, I was hooked. I loved it. Which I loved the people. Which did you go to? So Cara Parkrun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I loved the the community and I loved that you were sort of trying to beat your time from the previous week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I started becoming a regular there. And probably a, only a few weeks into me starting to go there, uh, there was an RMA came and she was visiting from Sydney. I, I now know she's called Yvonne. She got in touch with me a few months ago um, awesome. and she um, she told me about RMA and she sort of asked um, what I did for my running and I said oh I just run around our property and she said you gotta you gotta join this group it's exactly it's made for people like you yeah so I went home and looked it up immediately on Facebook and um, it was a slippery slope after that <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting into that don't you worry but, um, but so I mean I, quickly before you keep going I just want to find out like how long did it take you to get to Cowra Park Run each week oh uh, it's it's about a 40 minute drive from here yeah that's decent you know yeah I complain yeah. sometimes about getting up to go 10 minutes around the corner so 40 minutes is yeah. a decent <laughs> decent drive to go to Park Run yeah wow wow yeah that's incredible. I mean, when I know what I know about you and your running so far in such yeah. a short amount of time, I I was not yeah. aware that you had only just started running through lockdown. Maybe Jenny had told me this um, because those listening, Jenny Morris, our coach, is Emma's coach now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, maybe I'd forgotten that. Um, but, yeah, that's incredible that in such a short amount of time you have achieved such amazing things in your running. <laughs> I felt pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> you went, shoo. But um, yep. I guess it was always meant to be for you. 
And I and I really like how you said that you found that exercise just made you feel so good, uh, yeah. better about yourself and just made you feel so good, more than yeah. like anything else could do that for you at the time. Like, you know, you, I guess it was hard for you too and it would have been hard for a lot of people, especially in country towns during lockdown, being yeah. remote already and then being even more isolated from other yeah. people. Um just have something for yourself and something to set your focus on. And um, it's amazing the stories that come out of lockdown, actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know a lot of people would have taken up running during lockdown. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So what was it about Parkrun that you really loved? Was it just the community and just the, like, were you trying to beat your time every single week? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I love the, the people and, you know, you can get together for a coffee afterwards and that sort of thing. And um, I love it that you, you volunteer and um, I really enjoy taking my kids along so that they can run, but also so that they see the importance of us volunteering as well. It's something that we all enjoy and we need to give back in that way. Um, but, yeah, I also really like the fact that it's... Um, you're trying to beat your time. I'm quite competitive. Um, oh, really? No, wouldn't have thought. I, I really like that aspect on it. Yeah, we're going to be talking um, about that. So yeah. what was your first running event post-park run? So you hadn't done any races before, yeah. but what was your first one you signed up to then? So the first one I signed up to was actually Orange Running Festival, but it was uh, it was a funny one because they didn't run most of the events. They did a 6K only. Mm -hmm. um so I did the 6k there and I was terrified it was <laughs> there probably weren't that many people there as well but um yeah so I did that but the first sort of big one I signed up for was the Canberra half marathon mm -hmm. um which I don't know if you remember but I came to the the meal the RMA meal yeah. the night before and met you there yeah. yeah and at that everyone was talking about this thing called UTA and I'd never <laughs> heard of it before and I can remember getting home and um, I had a shower and I got into my pajamas and I immediately looked up UTA and um, managed to buy a ticket off someone. It was the first trail run I'd ever done. Um, so. <laughs> Apart from around your property, which I would call a trail run probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you were built for it. <laughs> yeah, so Canberra was, was the first proper one I'd say okay. that I signed up for. Yeah. Wow. So were you with a coach when you were doing Canberra back then? I can't remember. No, I wasn't. So I I did Canberra and I did UCA um, and I just sort of did what I thought I should be doing, which I now know is probably completely wrong. Um, mm -hmm. And then I actually signed up for the Queenstown Marathon, which I was also going to just do myself. Mm -hmm. um, but that got postponed because of COVID. So I ended up signing up for Stromlo. 50ks at which point I freaked out and thought oh my god I can't just, just 50k 50ks so um I ended up getting in touch with Unicode and um yeah. about RMA coaching and we sort of chatted about what my goals were and um what events I was planning to do and and that sort of thing and you took a lot of time in trying to work out who the best person would be mm -hmm. um and eventually recommended Jenny which She's amazing and I yeah. love her and um, it's worked really well. So yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys have worked really well together and you've achieved some amazing results in your running. Um, 
you've been on the podium a few times at some different events now. Um, yeah. And even when I was out in um, Dubbo Stampede last year, I got to see you run just within yourself and you just run so well and it's funny I just laugh when people like you who are such great runners just have a natural talent obviously put a lot of work in as well yeah. but um uh, are just so humble and just it's just like oh yeah well you know I just went for a run today but like you really are talented and I think it's beautiful that you found running um and you're able to achieve great things through your running as well especially being a mom and yeah. doing all the juggle that you do um so yeah well done to you um Thank so what you. are some of the events that you have done now since finding running um and I guess maybe you want to share maybe one of your favorites that you've done yeah so I've done um Stromlo yeah in the lead up to that I did one called um it was blue goat Yes. It was awful. It was so muddy. It's made me hate mud for, forever. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then I did Stromlo, and I think the next one I actually did was probably Bondi to Manly, the next sort of proper racing race. I did a few sort of in the lead-up yeah. just as little training training races. Um, and then I've just done Tarawera, yeah. and um, next one will be UTA. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Bondi to Manly, let's quickly talk about that. Um, yeah, sure. We're getting off the tangent of country running right now, just for a minute. <laughs> but I just, I really want to talk about Bondi to Manly because you were the first female across the line that day. Yeah. And that's like 80 kilometres. Yeah. That was probably your longest run yeah. at that time. Yeah, it was. And you'd gone from zero running um, during lockdown to running 80Ks and, you know, first female across the line, I think second female was that Sophie Brown, second yeah. female? Yeah. Um, who is a very experienced, highly experienced ultra runner. Um, yeah. Amazing, amazing woman, friend of the podcast, friend of our yeah, mate, yeah. one of our She's dietitians, um, who has um, shared a lot with us over the years. And like, you know, what sort of things did you learn along the way on how to run 80 kilometers and do so well like what kind of tips did you pick up I guess obviously you worked hard and you trained hard and you worked with Jenny but what sort of things yeah. that you maybe changed throughout your running career we'll call it from the yeah. start till now do you think made it work for you on the race day um so the the things that I've introduced since well since Jenny has started coaching me really is I used to just go out and I do easy runs every day um that's that's all I do so she in she's introduced doing some efforts um might be going up hills it might be trying to do some some speed work that sort of thing mm -hmm. and we we change that around depending on um what run I'm training for yeah. so for Bondi to Manly which is quite a it's not particularly technical there's not much elevation in it so I was doing um quite a lot of speed speed work for that um that mm. sort of thing and then the other things I guess that I've had to work on um have been nutrition and, and getting that right um just working out how to pace myself over mm. longer distances which I'm still not great at um <laughs> always go out too hard um and then I guess it's just the mental game is is the is probably one of the most important things is just mm -hmm. having your head in the right place and mm. um 
being confident but not being overconfident and um yeah. yeah so how did that work for you on the day because you and Sophie were not that far apart in some parts of that race so no. was that did that like spark that competitive nature inside of you to just push or were you just running within yourself hoping that she might just fall behind or how did it pan I out? didn't I didn't really know where she was um right. So we, we ran the first part together, yep. um, which was lovely because I was really nervous. Mm. Um, um, so there was a, um, they called it the preferred start group, and it was just me and Sophie in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can I can remember saying to her, oh, what was I thinking? I should never have entered myself in, in this wave to start. And uh, she said, no. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. She said, you deserve to be here and, you know, we get a good run at the course where it's open and there's no crowds and, yeah, it was it was actually really lovely, you know, just chatting to her and she really calmed me down. She stopped me from getting lost a couple of times, going the wrong way. Um, and then um, I think she was um, having some trouble. I think her legs were not warming up as well as um, she'd hoped and she was um, maybe struggling on the hills a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I sort of said goodbye to her and, and went off, I I didn't really know where she was after that mm-hmm. until right at the end you do this little loop and then as I was coming back round, I saw her coming into it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, she's so lovely. She just said, oh, well done, keep going. And, oh, um, yeah. And then as as I was coming in to the end of Bondi Tamani, I had Alan, who's Jenny's partner, running in with me. And he kept saying to me, oh, she's right behind you. You need to sprint. You need to sprint. (laughs) He had me absolutely pelting in for the last kilometre. And then I got got in and found out he was lying to me all along. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, got in your head. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, that's (laughs) nice. And it's nice, you know, for people to hear a little bit of what that's like, um, that competitive side and, I think yeah. it's really good, you know. We have people in RMA who just run because they just love to run and they get out, and, of course, that's you as well. Um, yeah. But then it's it's nice to hear about the competitive nature of running as well because yeah. you do deserve to be on that start line in that preferred start. You've worked hard for it and you deserve to be there in race and yeah. and you do it so well. So, yeah, I really wanted to showcase that. I can't wait to see you race again. <laughs> so yeah. exciting events coming up. Um, but let's get back to the country running mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So what kind of training ground, I guess, do you use during a week? Like a lot of I put some questions out to the RMA network about um, country running and a lot of them were around like, you know, where do where do you run? Like, you know, are you running around your property? Like you said, like what is your property like actually anyway? Like are you using that as your training ground? Yes. That's that's pretty much solely where I run during the week um, because we have to get the kids off to school so early and because um, they're always doing something after school. There's always swimming or, you know, little A's or soccer or something going on. Um, we often don't get back home till quite late. So I just get up really early and I, during the week, run the same route along the road which goes through our property and then there's a dirt road um which goes for about seven kilometers um so yeah I just run along that mm-hmm. and it's 
good because I don't really have to think about it. I know it like the back of my hand now. Yeah. And um, so that makes it feel slightly less daunting in the dark mm-hmm. um, that I know it so well, but it, it can be a bit boring as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just doing the same. Is same old, same old. Or hilly? Or... It's really hilly, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the whole property is really hilly. You can see Mount Canobolis, like, across. That's the sort of terrain it is, you know, like, yeah. yeah. For anyone that knows the Mount Canobolis area, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is good because it means I get lots of hill training in. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah. there's a race there, isn't there? At oh, no. yeah. yeah, there's a couple of races, actually. There's Lonely Mountain Ultra, which is yeah. around there, um, and then there's one coming up. It's actually... I think it's in two weeks' time. It's called the Great Volcanic Challenge. Yes, that's I think. the one I'm and thinking you just, of. You run to the top of Mount Canobolus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, oh well. Maybe you should have a go at that one too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in your backyard. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, what about living in the country, being a mum? Like, what's that like for you? Is that isolating or have you found like there's obviously like what do you do to make sure it isn't an isolating place for you living in a remote area or not remote I should say it's not remote rural area uh I drive a lot (laughs) that's what I do um it's it's really lovely because there's there's a lot going on I mean it's mainly through kids activities um Mm. that just turn into into social events so we're at the pool most nights of the week and hanging out with other parents there and every Friday night there's swim club where you go to the pool and have dinner there and that sort of thing you know there's always something going on it's very rare that I feel lonely or isolated um Mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah it's busy what about like any running connections there like have is there a running club or have you formed any kind of connections with any other runners that you may be able to catch up with at all and run during the week yeah um so during the week not so much because I'm normally running at hmm. 4 30 in the morning oh. um, <laughs> but yeah I've I've met an amazing um bunch of girls a lot of them through rma and we get together and and run together as often as we can it's not as often as i'd like because um everyone's got kids and busy lives and um that sort of thing but we we get together fairly regularly we've actually just just back from a weekend in the in the mountains with a couple of the girls doing a bit of training for uta which is lovely um yeah good to good to have a little mini break with them and the girls weekend and yeah manage to do a bit of running at the same time so I guess for you it just means you have to plan it a little bit better I mean in terms of like it's not like you you can just say come around in five minutes and let's go for a run it's like let's go for a run on this date in the mountains and I guess this is one of the questions that was asked is like how how does it impact you living far away in terms of like if you do want to do a run obviously mm. you're training for UTA so it's perfect for you to go to the mountains but you know that's a good few hours drive for you to go to the mountains yeah, yeah. you know it's not like you're just you know being able to catch up with your girlfriends for a run around the block um yeah. 
So do you find that difficult that you don't have that kind of time each week, I guess, with people or not really? Because you've got the online connection anyway. Um, yeah, I don't find it difficult. We've got beautiful places that we can run quite close to home here. Like there are some amazing national parks. There's obviously Mount Canobolus, which is still an hour away, but that's not that's not much in the grand scheme of things. Um, and I really like being able to to go away for weekends, you know, to the mountains and places like that. Um, obviously, it's it takes organisation and it can be expensive, and yeah. it means that um, so Harry's having to pick up the slack whilst I'm away. But I actually think it's it's a really healthy thing to do to mm. get away a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just you know just being a mum and just um, yeah spending all my time focusing on the kids and what they need and and that sort of thing it's yeah. it's good to get out and have a break yeah um, yeah something to look forward to and yeah it's nice that we're all training for the same the same event at the at the moment so mm. we do all want to go away to the same places yeah, of yeah course. <laughs> and you're, are you doing the 50 at UTA or yeah the 50 yeah, yeah. exciting so you yeah. haven't run UTA, you, did you say you'd run something at UTA already? Yeah, so I did the 22. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then last year I deferred, I was signed up last year, but then once they postponed it, I deferred to this year. Yeah, awesome. Excellent. Well, hopefully this year you'll get the full course and you'll get to experience everything that UTA offers. Yeah. Um, and with all those hills around you, you'll be perfectly trained. Um, yeah. Although the one thing we're lacking is stairs. Yes. It's difficult to find stairs. That's it. I mean, yeah. do you have a treadmill at home or anything like that, like to help you with your training? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I I have thought about getting a treadmill because when it's freezing cold and dark, I don't want to go outside. But I think I would probably quickly fall into a, oh, I'll just go on the treadmill. I'll just go on the treadmill. And I wouldn't force myself to to get out and um do it outside so I've I've put it off for now although I've just joined um the local gym and I've been using their treadmill a little bit um okay, yeah that's an option then that's good yeah yeah that's good I mean I wanted to ask a question about safety because uh, this is one of the things people wanted to know about and I guess mm -hmm. for you you're doing predominantly most of your running in your property yeah. Um, but does anyone else have access to your property or is it just you and your husband or whoever's working there? Um, people ca can drive in, but yeah, yeah, they there's, really no, there's no reason for them to. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess at 4.30 a.m. if you're just running with your head torch. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very rare. To, yeah, I, I never see another person really. I've never seen another vehicle. Or, um, <laughs> so do you feel like, like, calm about that or do you feel a bit like mm, freaked out sometimes like do you have cattle or are you worried about snakes like these are all the things that I was um, thinking in my head in terms of just running on my own at 4 30 in the morning on a dirt road in my property yeah. like I guess there's still hazards out there do you ever yeah think about there are definitely so we've got cattle around um but they're they're fine yeah. they just get out of the way and they're you know, there are kangaroos, um, yeah. often see possums and things like that, but obviously they're 
not a problem. Um, I actually often run with my dog. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So she's she's with me chasing things, and um, yeah, if I'm doing a shorter run, she'll come with me. But actually, the the biggest problem for me was when I started. I used to fall over all the time. I'd chip over rocks and things. Yeah. Um, so I I've luckily haven't injured myself too badly, but I have ended up um, needing stitches in my chin. Oh. After a after a nasty fall, oh. um, which freaked me out for for quite a long time, um, and I stopped running in the dark for a while after doing that. Um, but then, yeah, I got a I got a better head torch, and I've got more used to running in the dark, and it's got better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, four thirty, probably just tired. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> not actually awake yet. <laughs> but it's so beautiful as well, though. You know, yeah. you see the um, amazing stars, and often see the sunrise, and it's it really is it's it's a, a special time of day. Yeah, I mean, that's the most beautiful thing. That was actually one of my questions I wanted to ask you was, what is it like to be out in the country running? Because I've run in the country during the daytime, yeah, but I've never run at night, well, I guess other than races, but I've never actually run in the country in nighttime. I've been camping in the mm -hmm. country at night, and one of my favourite things is just looking up, and because you're nowhere near the city, it's just pitch black with stars, like yeah. millions of stars in the sky, and that's something that we don't see here. Like we don't see that yeah. here unless we are really looking up, and even then we don't really see the vastness of um, the universe above us here in the city. Yeah. So that would be something really precious and beautiful to have yeah. each day. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So what would be your favorite training session that you would run each week, do you think, at the moment? Oh, my favorite training session. Um, I, I do quite like doing the long runs mm -hmm. um, because I try to get out and do that somewhere different. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll often go to um, there's Nangar National Park, which isn't too far from here, or I'll go to, to Orange and run there or... There's a state forest not far from us where um, we'll often meet up with some of the other girls and, and run there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I quite like the effort sessions as well. Okay. I hate it while I'm doing them, but then afterwards it's a, it's a good feeling once you've done it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it hurts and it's horrible, but it yeah. does feel good when you get it done, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's and right. And obviously you're reaping the benefits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So what would be like some of the more challenging aspects do you think for you in terms of your running living where you live? Oh goodness. Um I suppose not having access to lots of the facilities that you might have in the city. So you know, if you need to see a physio or um, have a massage or even just get to a gym, it's it's a big drive. Yeah. Um, or if you need to buy anything, that's True. generally you've got to buy it online. If you want new shoes, you've just got to hope that they that they work for you and yeah. take a risk and buy them. Um, so yeah, I think that sort of thing yeah. is probably. The, the biggest disadvantage I can think of of running out here. Um, but they're always around it all. You know, I go 
if I need to go to the physio or um, get a massage, I'll go into Orange and there are good stairs in Orange. So I'll do some stairs training at the same time. Or mm. um, I've recently started doing some strength um, strength training with a personal trainer, which means 40-minute drive into Cowra once a week. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's worthwhile doing it. And, yeah, mm. I actually really enjoy it. So. Wow. I didn't even think about that, like, in terms of, like, yeah, physio and massage and and stores that have running supplies. Yeah. Like, just be a long run's, like, gels or, you know, things yeah. like that. We take that for granted that we can yeah. just go and get that. Um, and, yeah, like, even, you know, you can order it, but it could take a week to come. Or, yeah, you know, you've got to think ahead, definitely. think ahead, yeah. Because yes. what would be the closest running store to you? Would that be Blue Mountains? For a really good running store, probably Blue Mountains. Yeah. Camera's not too far. I actually, I was taking my son's bike into the um, into the mountain bike shop the other day because he needed some new brakes or something, and I saw that they sell cliff blocks. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I yeah. can get some blocks here. Um, well, they sell cliff bars in Coles or Woolies, I think. Yeah. Um, but do you even have a Coles or Woolies yeah. in your so town? We've got woolies in um, Cowra and Orange. Yeah, you can get the the cliff yep. bars there. Yeah, okay, but gels. But like the blocks and gels, yeah, they're yeah. harder. Haven't seen anywhere. Yeah. All right, so you said that you manage hills because you have hills and stairs you don't really have, I guess, so you mm. go in, like if you have to go into Cowra or something. So this is one mm. thing that you're going to have to train on, I guess, for UTA is things like stairs. Yep. So are you going into Cowra like every week to do stairs at the moment? Um, I haven't been, but I will be going into Orange. Yeah, I go yep. into Orange once a week. And, um, yeah, I generally take my laptop and do some work from town in the mornings um, and then try and get out and quickly run up the stairs a few times and then get back in time to pick the kids up. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And how do you prioritise, I guess, um, you know, events? Like given it takes so much time to travel there and expense, I guess, do you allow yourself just a few events a year? Or, you know, is is you and your partner, like, happy for you to run as many as you like? Like, what kind of um, priorities do you put on going to different events throughout the year in your running? Yeah, so I probably would do three or four big events that I have, you know, that you have to travel for and stay away for. Um, and Harry, my husband, is, is really supportive. He, um, I guess probably because he knows how much I was I was struggling during lockdown he's seen what a transformation it's is made to my life um he's really really supportive and and happy you know I could do 20 and he'd still be supportive I think um but yeah I'll do three or four that I have to travel for and then there are actually quite a lot of of smaller Mm -hmm. events locally that you can do um without having to, you know, something I can drive to that morning and run and then, yeah, yeah. drive back that afternoon. Yeah. So we're doing um, Ridgey Ditch, for example, which is oh, not nice. this weekend, the weekend after. Um, yes. So we'll just all drive down the morning of that. It's a, an hour and a half or something. 
Um, so what distance are you doing there? I'm doing the 42. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I've got a bit of a dodgy knee at the moment, but I think it'll be all right. <laughs> and the other girls are doing it as well? Yeah. So um, there are, I think, five of us going down and um, a couple are doing the 30, um, one's doing the 22, and I think there's a 13 as well that one girl's doing. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's nice. Then we all go out for lunch. and Yeah. Yeah, I was tempted actually to do um, to do that, but now I have to travel um, travel next week for a funeral, so I don't know if I'll be able to do that now because it might just be a bit too much getting yeah, back yeah. the scene the day before. But um, yeah, I was quite keen actually. Yeah, it's a fun. We did it last year as well, and it's a it's a fun one. It's a it's a little one, but it's hilly. Yes. Yeah. I know. I looked at the elevation and I thought, oh, I don't know if there'll yeah. be much running happening in this. <laughs> and lots of out and back. So you go you go down a hill and then you start seeing people coming back up the hill and it's like, oh no. I did hear I did see that they've changed a little bit of the course. They said it's not as many out and backs as yeah. it was. Yeah. I think so, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um a few last questions is I just wanted to know what, if you could describe yourself, what kind of runner do you think you are? Ooh, that's a tricky one. Um, I guess I'm quite, I'm quite driven. Mm-hmm. I really like um, challenging myself and I like to have a goal to work towards. Um, probably quite a typical type a personality (laughs) um yeah but I also love I really like the community around running and I love supporting other runners almost as much as you know running running myself I love um being able to support to support my friends and see them achieve their goals as well so yeah 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 I love that I love that so much um what tips would you share with women who want to start running and to keep going and maybe especially if they live in the country what tips would you share I would say just get out there and and give it a go mm-hmm. um that's that's the thing I love the most about um RMA and about the running community as a whole is that everyone everyone's there supporting you whether you're doing your first kilometer or you're doing you know 200 kilometers everyone's got your back and they're supporting you and um yeah if it if it's something that brings you joy Mm. get out there make sure you make time for it prioritize the things that make you happy as well and um Mm. yeah go for it and you know Put a put a message up on RMA and you'll probably find some people to to yeah. run with as well. That's yeah. right. And like I love how before you said like you went to Cowra to park run and then you met an RMA there who introduced you to RMA. And that's why RMA exists. It's because it is for people like you. Like yeah. it's yeah. even more for people like you because it's those people who maybe don't have a community of people really close that are interested in the same thing. And then all of a sudden they're like their eyes are open to this huge community yeah. of people that are interested in the same thing and then they find out, oh, actually this person doesn't live that far away from me and then this person doesn't either and now you've got friends, as you said, that you connect with and go and run together. Um, 
Yeah. And that's why it exists. It's to connect, um, to connect each other. And yeah. So it yeah. just makes me so excited to hear that part of your story because yeah. I think, well, this is why it exists. And um Yeah, it's um it yeah. really is an amazing thing that you've created. It's changed my life. It oh. really has. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Oh, don't make me cry. <laughs> All right. So um, let's go on to the hot lap. I wanted to ask five questions of you about your running journey. So first yep. is um, what is next for you immediately? Is it UTA? Yeah, so I'm doing Rigididge but n- not yeah, racing it then, as yep. a training run. Um, and then, yeah, UTA. Yeah, so UTA is the big one that you're working towards at the moment. Yes. Okay. And what is your favorite session that you're doing for UTA training then? Ooh, I've only just really started this this mm-hmm. program after Tarawera, so I haven't done many sessions yet. I reckon I quite like the stairs when I get out to them. Yeah, I like um, the sense of accomplishment when they're finished. <laughs> um, and then I guess the on on course training would be another good one. Yeah, 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 hundred nice different. Yeah, you'll have to let me know when you're planning on going up there so I can maybe come along. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love a good mountain run. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be running like 30 kilometers or anything at the moment, but <laughs> I can run some of it. Um, okay. What has been your favorite event so far that you have done? Um, oh, there's so many. Mm-hmm. I really, I've just, just back from Tarawera, which I loved the atmosphere. It's beautiful. The volunteers are amazing. The people are all so friendly. Um, so that was that was a really good one, um, and then can't really go past Bondi to Manly. It was just a fantastic day. I loved it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Are you going back to do that again at all this year? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, I was so, quite. I was in two minds about it because mm-hmm. um, I sort of because I had such a great time. I didn't want to wreck it, but. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if you saw they gave us a print at the end, which yeah. is a really um it's a, a sort of print of the of the route of the coastline. Um and every time I walked past it when I was trying to think, Am I gonna do it or not? It would sort of make my heart hurt if I thought of not doing it. So oh. okay, I'll do it. I'm in. Awesome. <laughs> so you're doing the full eighty Ks again? Yeah. Good. All right. Well, I'll see you at the end. Obviously, I am not doing the full eighty k's. I am doing the team. Yeah. With the RMA, some of the RMA coaches. So that's exciting. You've got a pretty good team. It sounds yeah. like Nicole. Yes. Yeah. So our job will be to try and beat you to the finish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's on. It's on. I don't know if it's possible, but anyway, <laughs> we'll do our best. Yeah. Um. Okay. What is the best thing about country running? Oh, probably the the like the beautiful surroundings that you can run in every day Mm. I have to pinch myself often as I'm coming back down the hill and you can just see these sort of the the hills stretching out in front of us and Mount Knobles in the distance and Mm. yeah it's really beautiful yeah Yeah. what about the best thing about country living Uh, (laughs) 
I think it would have to be the community. Mm. Yeah. Um, everyone's so friendly and inclusive and, you know, looking after one another. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. I mean, thanks for joining us and thanks for sharing your story. It's really no, inspiring to know where you started and how amazing your journey has been. And I can't wait to see, um, yeah, where you go in the future. Yeah. Thank you, Nicole. And thank you for, for creating RMA. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for listening to this amazing episode with Emma Gray. What a beautiful person and what an amazing place to be able to train and run and explore and also fulfill your best potential. If you'd like to learn more about Emma Gray and her journey, you can follow her over on Instagram and I'll put all of those details in the show notes. And I just wanted to mention that in the coming week, we'll be opening a pre-order for our new Indigenous RMA print singlets and also our winter gear. So head on over to the website this week and order your merchandise today. I look forward to joining you on the next episode of the podcast in a few weeks time. For now, I hope you are safe and well wherever you are and keep running.